The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. A new year has arrived. What's your resolution for 2024? How about making sure the roof over your head is well taken care of? Riverland Roofing is here for all your roofing needs. Whether it's an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business to give you peace of mind in this the new year. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Riverland Roofing is licensed and insured to service Mississippi and its surrounding states. So give Riverland Roofing a call today and make sure you and yours are protected all year round. Call Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Visit them online at riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. It's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Welcome into the flagship on this January 23rd, 2024. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, been on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com. And a food of on three in this edition of the flagship, as always, brought to you by Riverland Roofing. For all of your roofing needs, it's Riverland Roofing. And David Eckert from the Clarion Ledger, the Jackson Clarion Ledger covering Ole Miss, is with me again. Hello, friend. How you doing, Ben? I'm in between moving to a new office. You know, I, I haven't even painted the walls. I don't even have the door on its hinges. I have my PlayStation controllers up in the windowsill, but we're here. You know, we found a way to come together and talk about some old Miss things. How are you? What's the map behind you? Is that just the United States? Is that all I'm looking at? Yeah. So what it has, and it's it's cheesy, but it's one of those like travel maps, Ooh. right? And yeah. what I do is when I cover a game out of place, I get a pin for the map. Um, I love that. I so, love that. It's like a vision board, know, except, you know, like... My grandmother taught me a long time ago, whenever you take a picture, put a date on it, all right? And I always used to think that was stupid, right? But now, as my kids get older and I document almost everything, <laughs> the date is important. I'm like, dang, she was right. So this is brilliant because I started collecting my, uh, you know, my media passes, but those sure. can come, become a little burdensome, you know what I mean? Oh, they can, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, like the idea of pins where I've been. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. I might get that for my new office. See, because I need some, I need some ideas there for my you, wall there you space. Go. Right? Yep. What I are you doing? What, what are you working on right now, Ole Miss wise? What are you um, most paying attention to right now at this very minute? Oh God, um, I'm trying to figure out whether the basketball team is good or not because uh, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, aside from that, um, you know, working on some behind the scenes stuff. Now is the time of year where you can like. Look at the athletic department as a whole, um, that type of thing. So, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to have 75 transfer portal commitments this week because yeah. they have that every week. So, yeah. um, you know, what about you? What are, what are you thinking about right now? Um, I'm honestly thinking about right now, as far as Ole Miss sports are concerned, the transfer portal, that's all I've been getting questions about from sure. both uh, fans and also uh, I've had Ole Miss, you know, administrators texting this morning like, hey, 
what are you hearing on the Washington offensive lineman transfers, which is really like their last glaring need is offensive line right. and left guard specifically. And uh, Nate Kelpo is one of the two Washington offensive linemen on campus that would address their biggest need. But I'm looking at the um, roster is currently constructed and looking ahead to the spring and also what's coming up next for Ole Miss football. And while they've entered this new stage of the offseason, where it's the offseason strength and conditioning program in the lead up to the spring into spring practices, what's fascinating is while the calendar flips, they're still adding, you know, like sure. they won't and they sure. won't stop adding. So that's what I'm paying most close attention to because this is a year-round process now. Yeah. Yep. It's um legitimately anyone who has any part of their job description figuring out logistics of how this works i just i I would quit instantaneously i would no longer be employed in that capacity because it's just i can't imagine anything more exhausting um it's crazy who is your favorite or who are you most um looking forward to covering and writing about as far as upside transfers that Ole Miss has added is there any player in particular that you're like oh that's from your experience, because you were there yeah, uh, yeah. every step of the way at every single thing has almost went one eleven games, I should say, for the first time in program history last year, including the Peach Bowl, beating up on Penn State. So when you look at what they brought in, knowing what they're returning, is there for you a missing piece or pieces that they've added that really turned your head and made you go, okay, wait a second. That's, from my experience, what they right. needed. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Is there anything like that for you? Um, can I say Diego Pounds because I love his name? It's a great is name. that it? Yeah, that's but um, it's a great name, and it, and uh, it fills a need. Offensive line, sure. we talked about it, you know. Sure, exactly. But no, I think obviously, like the slam dunk answer is Walter Nolan, right? Um, so I, I won't even talk about him because we know. Uh, <laughs> I think my inclination is to say uh, Prince Liuman Mielin. I think um, just just because look, they 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 were. Less so as the year went on, but but generally, I would say a good pass rush under Pete Golding last year, right? I think they finished top 20 in sacks, um, had some success, okay? So now, you know, you, you've added, and they're still adding, um, I think probably expecting some news there relatively soon, um, but now you've added elite SEC pedigree, all SEC pedigree, elite athleticism, to the system that has already succeeded. I think it's fair to say without that, I mean, we like Cedric Johnson, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take Prince Liam on me, Ellen, if you're asking me. So um, I want to see how that, that ability and that athleticism translates into um, that structure that succeeded last season. Prince Lee was the number one edge in the portal, the number six overall player in the portal. And Ole Miss has taken some hits. Tyler Barron flipped to Louisville, despite the fact that on Sunday he was moving into a house in Oxford, and then he ends up going to Louisville anyway to, anyway to join his uh, former Tennessee teammate, Samaria McDonald, and also his brother, who's a Louisville Cardinal, Cardinal and uh, committed as well. But Ole Miss continues to make up for those losses by not slowing down at all. Taz Nicholson wasn't going to be able to arrive. The Illinois transfer cornerback wasn't going to be able to arrive until the summer. And so they essentially cut him loose. He's gone to Louisville as well. You replace him with the Marion Walker from Michigan, a cornerback with freakish athletic traits. Uh, you replace 
others with a Trey Amos, a cornerback out of Alabama, and he's in both of which could step in essentially and replace DeAndre Prince and Zamari Walton. So now I'm looking ahead to the spring, and those are players I think almost prioritized that, and that's why right. you saw them make decisions with guys like Tamari McDonald and Taz Nicholson. Ideally, they'd have kept Tamari on Taz the minute he couldn't come in for the spring. You know, you cut him loose. Um, I'm looking at spring football and what they need to try to accomplish. And the first thing that pops to mind with all these new transfers is how it all comes together naturally, right? Right. But um, are we framing it the wrong way? Because when I look at Ole Miss, yes, we want to talk about all the new, but really where Ole Miss starts and where it'll start in spring once we start covering and get out there on the practice fields is with all the returning talent, you know, as it mixes in, what that looks like in year two, in my opinion. That's more important than anything, you know. No, for sure. I mean, they are bringing back, you know, the pillars of the team, aside from Quinchon Junkins, that just won 11 games for the first time in program history. You know what I mean? So obviously, right, that that matters. Um, you know, it's it's right. They they aside from Quinchon Junkins, and that's that's a big, you know, that that's a, a big caveat, they were able to add elite pieces without having them go in the other direction. So yeah. Um it's it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be some, I think at wide receiver in particular, there's going to be some interesting hierarchy stuff that has to take place um, just to see, you know, who, who the top guys are at some of these positions where they have all this returning talent and they've added on top of it. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I want to see how this mixes with, you know, the the core of the team that just had one of the best seasons in program history for sure. What do you think about the openings on Lane Kiffin's staff currently, tight ends coach and wide receivers coach? Um, Derek Nix leaves to become the offensive coordinator at Auburn because, of course, he did. Of course, he did. <laughs> and if no one understands what I mean when I say that, Hugh Freeze is, of course, at Auburn. And a long-held joke on this podcast, and in most every Ole Miss corner of the internet, message boards, you name it, is Freeze – has learned nothing, one of which is he has not expanded his contact list all that well. And after <laughs> year one at Auburn, immediately rolls and begs Derek, even though we don't know if he's going to have play calling duties or not. Either way, it's a promotion for Derek and title, and he deserves it. I'm thrilled for Derek. But for Ole Miss, a wide receivers coach, a tight ends coach, now you're looking to replace um, two valuable pieces of your staff. What do you think about those positions that Ole Miss might need? And what are you just hearing in general about Ole Miss's approach or Lane Kiffin's approach to finalizing his staff? I think the wide receivers opening is really interesting just because, again, like the talent in that room is unbelievable, <laughs> right? Uh, it's It's an opportunity to make a splash higher um, because who doesn't want to come coach that, right? You know, if, if you're not signing up to coach, you know, Trey Harris, Jordan Watkins, uh, Juice Wells, and Deion Smith, like along with the younger guys who have impressed us, I mean, come on. So that makes that interesting to me. Um, aside from that, I think it's important. Again, you have the potential at that position. I think for, some guys who are used to getting the ball all the time to maybe not get the ball all the time just because of the talent that you have. Right. So I think you need a key figure in that spot who can come in and manage that. Um, So that to me is really what I'm thinking about when it comes to filling those staff. Um, 
Ben, I'm going to be honest with you. I am sure that you know more than me about who they're targeting. <laughs> like, you are the message board guy. Uh, so well, I yes. will ask you, what are you hearing about about those position groups? Because I'm sure that you are more informed than I am. I disagree. <laughs> you're you're the you're the old school newspaper man. You're you're the breaking news reporter. You know, you're that guy. I just I just live in rumors. I'm the TMZ dumbass that's sitting here in his uh, half baked office with mismatching paint on the walls. <laughs> but I will say. Uh, I think Joe Cox is the leader in the clubhouse. He was Alabama's tight ends coach last year to be the tight ends coach. I'm curious to see if Ole Miss goes the direction with wide receivers coach of Kelvin Bolden promoting him, like something we've talked about on this podcast for the last couple of weeks, because football scoop reports a month ago that Kelvin's being yeah. promoted once John David Baker leaves to become the offensive coordinator at East Carolina, that Kelvin's being promoted to tight ends coach. That has not happened yet. Now, he is a former wide receiver, is Kelvin Bolden. Right. Played sure. his, I mean, played at Southern Miss. Uh, yes, coach wide receivers at Florida, coach wide receivers as an assistant um, at other places as well. It's kind of escaping me at the moment, but he's done this before and he has a standing offer right now to be a wide receivers coach somewhere else. So I'm curious if they find, they use this opportunity to get Kelvin Bolden on the field, give him his well overdue and earned promotion, right. and then go and fill out the rest of the staff with a guy like Joe Cox, who would be a home run hire for what it is, which is tight ends coach. So I, that's what I'm hearing right now. But with Lane Kiffin, who knows? I it's, think, it, yeah. yeah, with, with the, the number one thing is, for, like for both of those spots, at least one for me needs to have some continuity to it, only because it's going so well. Derek was such a big part, too, of what they do in-state. So if you can get Kelvin in there, for especially to keep things – Shored up in state, even though Pete's one of the best in the in the country in Mississippi. You get what I'm saying? Like there are yeah. some considerations in that way. Uh, at the end of the day, Lane Kiffin's going to do what he wants, but that's kind of where I'm at. I'm <laughs> I, I'm thinking if they could just maintain some consistency because I know what Derek meant to this program, sure. recruiting this state specifically for 16 years, and that's going to be a group effort to replace you know that part of it. So there are some other things to consider with these jobs as well, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would like. You know, I, I think Kelvin Bolden would work. You know, I think that's a, 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 a that would work. Um, I think, again, talking about some of the things that I just mentioned, right? He knows all these guys. These guys respect him. Um, you know, and and I think that's important at that position group next season, based on, again, what it looks like they're going to have to kind of do on paper. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think he'd be a good choice. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. 
Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. To find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep, Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Olmas fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. But you brought it up at the top of the show, uh, deciding whether or not this basketball team is good. Now, mm-hmm. it's it's an oversimplification they are a competitive team. They're a postseason contender, but now they've fallen back in the pack. They are now a bubble team in comparison yeah. to solidly in because they can't win on the road. They've lost. Uh, they lost both games last week at LSU and then got whipped at Auburn. Why is it that they just that they look very different on the road? They they can't score. The defense isn't the same. Just what's the overall assessment of this team for you? And do you still have confidence? that they're going to be able to, you know, write the ship figured out enough to finish it off and get in the NCAA tournament. I am, I think, really concerned about their defense, Ben. Like, and I think a lot of the headlines and a lot of what Chris Beard was asked about against or after Auburn focused on the 59 in the Ole Miss column. But I think what that missed is that was not a game that had a lot of possessions. Um is 59 a good outcome? No. But to me, allowing 82 points in a low possession game that had a slow pace is a like really, really terrible outcome. Uh, I went through and I looked uh, the the Tennessee game. Um, they gave up 1.3 points per possession, which just, you know, it's it's for those people who don't use that number, it just takes pace out of um, the consideration, right? Uh, and then against Auburn, they gave up 1.24. And those are two of the the six worst defensive performances that Chris Beard's teams have had as a power, power five coach. So this is wildly uncharacteristic for teams that Chris Beard has coached 
Um, oh man, that's a problem. So, oh. you know, and, and, and again, not only are they not getting stops, Ben, they're not rebounding them <laughs> when they do. So it's, it's, see, that's my problem. Yeah. You roster two seven footers, one of which is the tallest player in college basketball, right. but height does not height does not equal rebounds. I understand that there's a physicality to it. And even at seven, five, Jamarion sharp is more finesse and physicality. Musa sure. Cisse, I've been kind of surprised by his um, inconsistency with rebounding. Their leading rebounder is Alan Flanagan, who's right. a wing, a transfer guard from Auburn. And Alan struggled offensively lately. I always like, I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. But as I've been telling people, you know, in every walk of life, throughout my walk in life, the last couple of days, you'd be like, man, I was fired up. Now I'm worried about Ole Miss basketball. This is the worst team Chris Beard's going to have. Sure. And they've already 100%. won 15 games. It's not even February. They won 15 games, and they're going to be a bubble team. If I had told you before the, the beginning of the year, that's where they would be at this point, you would 100% take it. And actually, you'd probably be like, man, that's it's really hard to do, even for a coach as good as Chris Beard in year one, considering where they were. So I agree with you. They're not we, – we wanted them to be a little better maybe than they were, specifically yeah. – as it pertains to defensive viability. What has been proven is that they are a really competitive team. They can beat pretty much anybody when they're playing up to their max ability and potential. However, on a game-to-game, night-to-night basis, they're pretty middle of the road, but that's sure. okay. Middle of the road can make the tournament and has real upside with transfers. But remember, as you go about this first-year journey with Chris Beard – this is the worst team he's going to have. You know 100%. what I mean? And they're already yeah. better than, I would argue, all five teams, even the NCAA tournament team that Kermit had. And I, you know, I love that. I have number love for Kermit. And a lot of those dudes that played, TD, and, uh, you know, but this team would probably beat that tournament team for Ole Miss. Got, got waxed by Oklahoma by 30 in the first round. That thing was over <laughs> yeah. in like a minute and a half. I was there. I was like, oh, well, there that was the NCAA tournament. Neat. <laughs> right? I'm simply yeah. saying this team is going to be fine. But I do think there is something to in the SEC with the best basketball conference, if not the best, one of the best easily in college basketball. Um, it's going to be a year where nobody can win on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, it's hard. And, and, and Ben, how do you win on the road usually when you do? You play great defense. Guess what Ole yes. Miss really can't do is, is, is play great defense. So – or has not shown. I shouldn't say can't. They might improve, but um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, aren't they in the, like the three hundreds right now in Ken Palm in defense? De- I don't know if it's quite that bad, but it but it ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> it's it's not good. All I know is one of the key defensive stats is in the three hundreds. Again, we didn't prepare when we did this podcast. I just said, hey, might David, be defensive rebounding. My, I that's it. That's it. I think that's what you're thinking of. Well, yeah. well, it goes back to the original point. You have a roster of two seven footers, and you can't rebound. But I think I think you're seeing. Whether it's tactical stuff happening um, from the offenses that they're playing against or just their perimeter defense getting beaten off the dribble, um, I think what's happening is those guys are being pulled away from the rim a lot. And I think that's why they're, they in particular are not getting the number of offensive rebounds that you'd like to see. Um, Schematically, that's a good point. Schematically, yeah, um, yeah, they're seven footers, but. Philosophically, Chris Beard utilizes 
positionless basketball. He wants right. even your his seven foot centers to guard one through five if they have to switch and do that. That's just philosophically how he goes about constructing a roster. So they're not traditional seven footers back right. to the basket. I understand sure. that, but sure. the fact that you're in the three hundreds in defensive rebounding, absolutely with yeah. two seven footers, it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> on paper. It makes no sense. Last thing, and I'll let you go. Almost baseball is around the corner. One, will you be going to Hawaii in February for the four game series? And <laughs> two, what do you think about Almost baseball as we get ready to start the year again? Um, I will not be going to Hawaii. Very upsetting. I I will be watching the opener at ten thirty local time or whatever that's going to be. That's disgusting. Uh, I disagree. Baseball that. at ten thirty. Waking up with brunch and baseball. The, no, 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 no. The other way. The other way. <laughs> oh, I'm bad at math. I was told there would be no math. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually, um, I'm ashamed to admit this as a Pennsylvanian, um, but I, I could not, I was supposed to have an interview with Mike Bianco last week that I could not attend because what? of the stuff. And this hurt my pride as a man who prides himself on being able to drive in the snow and having experience having done so. Um, My whole thing is why couldn't Mike have just done a phoner with you then? I oh, mean, he could done, have. It's that's it's not not Mike's you fault. Want, you you want to you uh, want to talk to me, David? <laughs> you better shrek your ass up here. You know? <laughs> Put on your snow boots. Walk across uh, Molly Bar. You know what, what are we doing? What are we doing? My again my fault not his it's um, more fun if mike is paying attention to this which he's not but if he is and he goes wait a second i didn't have anything to do with that ben i need to come on yeah. your podcast and set the record straight i don't want people to be bad he's so so super serious you know that's precisely why i'm playing defense against people thinking that just yeah. in case yeah um, but i'm not hey i i say like my hey mike if you're listening you could have just picked up the phone, call the man. You know, you're the one. You're you're the one that's got the nice cushy office. He's sitting there, like pinning where he's been visiting behind him on a map. <laughs> you know, like what the hell are we? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, baseball. Um, go yeah, I have no idea whether or not they're going to be good. Uh, they're they're obviously incredibly rebuilt. Um, I think obviously you have concerns about their pitching staff based on the lack of. I think sexy additions there, given what they they went through last year. Um, you're counting on two freshmen to really grow. I think from from what it looks like, um, you know, I like the the transfers that they added. They're going to hit the ball. It looks like. I think. I hope it'll be more fun if they do. Uh, but uh, yeah, just looking at it from ten thousand feet, I think the the question mark is, you know, are they going to pitch well enough to, to to win SEC games? Here's my question. If you had to predict right now whether you and I are going to be enjoying some jello shots in Omaha <laughs> in however many months' time between now and June, again, I told there was be there would be no math. Um, if you had to predict whether or not that would happen, where are you right now? Because last year sucked. Ole Miss yeah. doesn't do well with this. I know you're a Pennsylvanian. Sure. Sure. You know, but you're the Clarion Ledger guy. You've been, you're sure. the Ole Miss Clarion Ledger beat reporter. I, you understand Ole Miss baseball matters here. All right. Absolutely. I covered right. Southern Miss before that, so I get it. You know. Oh, by the way, I was in your old yeah. neck of the woods all weekend. I got through. The, I drove. Yeah, I drove the Jeep, put it in four wheel drive, got out of New Albany and in, in Oxford where it was terrible. And then once you hit Fulton, there's like nothing or Meridian. Yeah. There was like nothing. Yeah. So we get down to Hattiesburg because my oldest daughter Gracie, I'm old, eleven years old. She was in state honor choir in Hattiesburg. Wow. 
at Southern Miss. I had never been on campus at Southern Miss ever. <laughs> it was right beside they were practicing right beside the rock. And I almost texted you and me like, hey, Eck, so this is where this is where the magic happened. Huh? Yeah. Charming little place. The best part of it was Gracie kicked ass, but you know, Southern Miss was fine too. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I left and went, I think I like that more than state. I'm sorry, state fans. Wow. I'm oh my sorry. goodness. Oh no. <laughs> you got me. Uh, I loved Hattiesburg, but yeah you, yeah, you won't find any arguments between Hattiesburg and Starkville for me, but. Uh, uh, oh, so you, you, you're not going to, you're not going to jump in that, that deep end with me. You're not going to take that, that plunge of, Hey guys, Hattiesburg and the USM is a better campus state. That, I was just, I was agreeing with you. What, 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 yeah. I, I thought, uh, I thought you were going to do it. Like, I'm not going to say that because you know, you know that like my mentions are about to blow up probably, you know, but no. Okay. All right. There are like seven state fans that follow me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, the, and for the 70 that follow me, uh, I prefer the rock. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Not really. Anyway, he's David Eckert. He covers Ole Miss for the Jackson Clarion Ledger. Follow him on Twitter at what's the mention or Twitter handle? Uh, David Eckert 98. Yeah. What is the nine? Is that when you were born? Yeah, we did if this I last were, time. Remember? We did this yeah. last time. Yeah. Yeah. You're so old that you don't. How remember. old am I? Yeah. You're so old. <laughs> when Moses crossed the Red Sea, you're on the other side fishing. I'm so old. All right. He's David Eckert, the Jackson Clary Ledger. Thank you at David Eckert 98 on Twitter. Read his stuff in the Clarion Ledger. You're the man. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, next year or in six months' time, we're going to put a pin in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, you know? wow. Uh, how about how about a, a, a super regional in Nashville? How about, how about that? a regional? How, how about a regional in like East Carolina? I would honestly love that. I would think it'd be great. Inject that into my veins. Yeah. I, do Thank they sell me. East Carolina pins? I don't know. I'm saying be awesome. Like, <laughs> we just, like the hunt for the pin would be the most yeah. fun thing, most rewarding thing. He's David Ecker. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. See ya. How'd you think? See, it's easy.